the black rocks and revolution. Samurai punk feminist solution. White noise, your audio pollution. This is not a test. Calling all your slaves to the ground. Coming out your grace for the mind. Hat eyes, but still you are blind. This is not a uh, On today's episode, we have another icon from my days at the theater. Uh, Brad knows him. I know him. And you're going to get to know him. John Stewart, except he's not Scottish. He's not Scottish. Well, I was born in but, Cambridge. But I have. Yeah, born, but I was. was I'm part. He was born in Cambridge, Ontario. <laughs> I guess that, but that's not Cambridge, uh, England. Galt, Galt, Galt oh. is is got a Scottish heritage. I got a scarred. I got a Scottish heritage. That's where the Scottish part. John Stewart is our guest today, um, but you know. I know him with Mary Five E. You're going to hear that, uh, but but he's a he's an artist of his own uh, uh, of his own accord. But he's he's got quite a story. He's got a journey there. He's been all over the world, almost there with with his music uh, musical endeavors. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I think he's an interesting uh, chap. You want you want to make sure you you listen to this episode because apparently me and Alan don't know this. The Beatles put out a song in 58 or something in Germany, and there was a version of Bonnie. My, My Bonnie, Bonnie lies over the over ocean. The ocean. There's, and yeah, there's, there's the Scottish thing again. Yeah, and uh, we had, none of us knew about it. So, um, and the other thing. And Stuart, that, Stuart Sutcliffe was on the drums on that time. I thought, what's He's, his name? Was? No, he said Stuart Sutcliffe, the original guy, was the drummer for that song. Oh, the original song. Um, original song yeah 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 and he started he, he was actively in music and singing not singing but necessarily actively understanding it by the time he was three years old that's right and then when he was nine he started playing in bands so yeah. um no further ado alan we're gonna get into it here we are john stewart how do you say it uh john stewart john stewart but, but he's not from- scott but he's, he's not Scottish. <laughs> How do you say it? John Stewart. How do you say no, it? No, Stewart. 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 All right. <laughs> All the way from, originally from Cambridge, but maybe from England, or no, Scottish. I'm Scottish background. All right. All right, here we go. Alan, we're getting into it. All right, John Stewart, okay. here we go. Anyway, so we're here with John Stewart, the Pop Runner Report. Are, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Wait, wow, you know your camera's turned around, Al? I don't know how that happened. Well, <laughs> there we are. There we are. All right. All right. Okay, so um, uh, did we uh, work with uh, was John at the theater? Al? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, John, you, 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 you were another L lounger, but uh, oh, yeah. Did, did you play now i was busy the night we did the platinum blonde show but yep. and mary mary 5e opened but were you yeah. with mary that night yeah that's right okay that's right that night i was not that night oh I that night not. you weren't okay i was i was loading in though the funniest thing i was loading in that night right so okay okay for it i had my my children that night so we had rob rob gotcha yeah filled in for me that night but gotcha uh, gotcha okay. i did all the load in the funniest thing about that night I'll tell you quickly was uh, my daughter is like she was like two and a half, and she had to go use a washing really bad. We we're just getting her on potty training, so good, and I had to run her into the theater. And Mark and Sergio stopped us 
you know <laughs> he's like i have to pee now I'm like <laughs> guys gotta go <laughs> who was there that night mark and sergio platinum blonde sergio platinum blonde uh, yeah i remember that show you were at that show. yeah hey yeah. Alan, just, just remember i mic. had to i had to go i had to go in the green room and tell sergio to put the cigar out oh my are you serious he's he's smoking a cigar he's like we, we were we were <laughs> effing good we wrote some damn good songs he was playing for grocery money for the cottage Right. Oh my. So, <laughs> right, so anyway, they, they uh they played. Uh, you can't smoke in the green room. There's no. no there's no. There's, anyway. All right, so everybody. Uh, Platinum Blonde was a big band in the early '80s, '84 around there. They had a hit oh, yeah. called. Uh, what was a that couple one of hits. The Sandcastles took on. It doesn't uh, really. It, it doesn't really oh, matter. Yeah. I'm yeah. not in love anymore. What's his name? Grab right. I'm, I, I'm not in love. Seven, I think was. It was a turning point in their career. That that one, like, uh, yeah, sort of pushed them over the edge. What with, did? Uh, yeah, with that, uh, that uh, just, just was just that era, you know, like the way that kind of the eighties, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what's his name? Had a band together called Sandcast, and they covered that song. I'm in not. Yeah, in it, love. It, I'm not in love. Yeah, the singer love from uh, the Cure. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Okay, Alan, just make, you got to manage your mic. It's actually pretty loud. The background oh, noise. Okay. I, 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 anyway, before I turn my mic off for a second, so so you, but you did gig with Mary a lot, right? Although we did, we did probably, I'd say uh, hundreds and hundreds of gigs. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's so. That's I wasn't far off. Okay. Yes. And, and 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 I was telling Brad that my favorite guitar is the Telecaster. Do you play a Telecaster? The funny funniest thing is I don't own a Telecaster since I was a child. I had a Telecaster when I was a child. But um, oh. my favorite guitar. I'm a Les Paul guy. I like I like my Les Pauls. However, oh, I, okay. I uh, recorded Mary's album with a Strat. Okay. Oh, Strat. There's the Strat. Okay. Yeah. So I, re I recorded her album with a Strat, and it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Strat. Uh, hey John, thing growled. Yes. Sorry, guys. Can John, can you move the phone closer to you? Yeah. It's possible to just get the okay. audio louder. Is that better? Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah. Um, Try try talking. Can you hear me? Yeah, it seems about the same. But anyways, um, oh, you're up front. Uh, Mary Five E, we'd like yep. to get her on here, but I don't know if she does anything public anymore. Nah, not really. I talk to her all the time though. Right. Um. Yeah. All right. So let's get started. Uh. Well, we already started anyway. But so everybody yeah. knows we've been trying to different platforms. <laughs> we're using uh, we're using Facebook Live right now. What is this called? Messenger, but you can add people to it. That's amazing. Are but everything ready? else, so Al, we got a backup plan now. But this is being done over Facebook Live or Facebook Messenger. <laughs> All right. So, when did uh, music become, you know, become apparent in your life? Is it early? At three years old. Three, three years, years old. old. Holy I'm wow! Obsessed over listening to records with the hi-fi and the and the cans and uh, played on my dad's Kent uh, 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 Strat not knock off copy guitar and uh i um uh from the time i was five till i was 12 i was in conservatory um and uh been in bands ever since i was nine that's what i've been doing that long yeah no yeah 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 my whole life i don't there was i was around the pete mccauley not that long ago I used to uh, own mccauley's music and uh he said 
man, you've been doing this your whole life. I said, yes, actually, I have. <laughs> what was the guy that named McCulley's? I always, I remember he had a band. Yes, he was. He was in Teenage Head for a while. No, what you, was his um, name? Pete McCauley. He used to play, you know, because I was a house sick of the Highlands. He used to have a band. Yes. He used to play there all that, the time. He did. That's right. He did. Yes, he did. And that's they, right. They would open for all sorts of people, but the store was oh. just down the road. That's right. Yeah, the Highlands. That was a great venue. And I, I heard. I've just recently heard this that after thirty years of silence, uh, Nicholson's Tavern has reopened. <laughs> I just heard that the other day. I thought it was something else. <laughs> so Nicholson's Tavern, Alan, you probably don't know where Nicholson's Tavern is. It was the live venue to go to. Yeah. In Blair, Ontario. Blair, Ontario, yeah. But it had, yeah. even when I was there, it had been open for 40 years already. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. It was, it was an institution. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> it was, uh, wasn't the greatest place so, to play. Go ahead, Alan. So it was the, it was the Horseshoe Tavern of Blair. Yeah, that's exactly Absolutely, what it was. Absolutely, yes, yes. That's yes, perfect yes, because it yes, was dark and dingy. Dark and dingy. But it was it's where you went to play. It was, yeah. It, yeah it was, it's like uh downtown kitchen, it's maybe 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But the thing was it was well located because it was between Kitchener and Cambridge. Yeah. Uh yeah. you could come the back way through Preston. No, Galt. Yes. Come the back yeah. way. Um, okay, so like when you were, so what what was going on at three years old? You were just you were playing, or just somebody else was somebody else? I was playing? obsessing over listening to music. So I, I I would I would listen to eight tracks. I would listen to my dad had a collection of records that uh, Grease Lightning was one of them. I was one I'd listen to over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, the Beatles uh, uh, version of My Bonnie from. Uh, I think it was Pete Best, who was actually still in the band at the time. It was uh, only made it to number five on the German hit parade back in the 50s. And I obsessed over the sound of it. To me at that time, it was the loudest music I had ever heard. And even when I listen to it back now, it's like the ultimate dirtiest surf music you'll ever hear. It's extremely fast. Uh, it sounds like it came out of 1978 or the punk scene in England. It's just this really hard surf song right i loved it and i'm obsessed about how are they doing that remember thinking of four or five years old how are they doing this and different albums did that to me like uh, uh jim croce's uh photographs and memories quiet riots um uh, metal health album uh the ramones like i would just obsess over listening listening to records my dad had a constant collection so that's kind of what it did to me are you telling me that the Beatles had a song in the fifties on the radio? Fifteen, fifty-eight, fifty-nine. Yeah, it was on. It was on the only the German. Uh, it made it to the German hit parade. It was only released in Germany, and uh, but that song was in, is incredible. I love it. It's very. It sounds like it came from the nineteen seventies. Does not sound like it came from that that long before. Uh, what's the name of the song? It's my Bonnie. Is that a copy of "By Bonnie Rides Over the it Ocean"? It is. It is that song. Yeah. It is Alan, song. you're born in that era. Did you hear I was, it? <laughs> it's 1973. I never. I, that, that's something I'll have to Google because that's one I don't know about. But uh, no, no. So, so, were you born in like 75 then? I was born in 73. Well, it was already out by then. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I was born late '58. That's a Mott the Hoople song. But yeah, I was born in '58, so I should have heard my Bonnie by the Beatles, but I didn't. I haven't heard it yet. I'm gonna Google it though. Really? You haven't heard? Oh my! You gotta nope. Hear it. nope. It's like an awesome surf song. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a, a Beatles had a anything other than like '64. If I remember correctly, it's actually listed as the Silver Beatles. Even I think they weren't the Beatles yet. I think there was the Silver Beatles, but I could be wrong. I, no, it is posted as the Beatles on Grease Lightning. I'm pretty sure. That's where it came off. It was a compilation album that my dad had. So did you play uh, did you play the Highlands at all during the, the band wars? I, not during the band wars. I did play one night. Uh, uh, friends of ours um, went and saw the London Choir Boys. And we were, actually went up with the opening act going on into a few tunes, but... Yeah, like that was I was eighty seven, so I was like, you know, what, thirteen, fourteen, <laughs> whatever it was. I remember. Uh, it, I remember uh, a flock of seagulls came through one night. Uh, oh my, flock of seagulls! <laughs> Eighty, it was like the winter of eighty nine. They played us. They played there once. And, oh, wow. uh, who else? Um, I I remember watching video that Roger Paseka posted of a band that I totally forgot about, uh, a very, very uh, underground punk act from Canada. I think they're from Toronto or maybe in Scarborough area. Um, what? Uh, Romeo Void. Okay. Romeo Void. They were incredible. I remember loving them. And then and that, knowing that that video was shot at the Highlands uh, <laughs> back then. And there was, you can see... You can see Coral Andrews in the background, actually in the background. What year would that have been? Uh, 87, I think. I was there in 87. Were you? Yeah, I I, I could be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I know Coral. But I grew up in Toronto, so I, I, and we played a punk club called The Turning Point, where Teenage Head and the Vile Tones and all those guys, but we weren't a punk band. So yeah. we were just high energy and we were probably drinking too much, but, but yeah, the turning point in our early, early days, but yeah, I don't know the Kitchener scene only, only when I got there in the 80s or the eighties in the two thousands. Yeah. So, uh, we played Toronto a lot. Me and Mary played Toronto uh, back when we first got going, uh, we were, we were playing, uh, you know, we did a typical thing. A lot of bands do. We played the uh, snot of the queen street and, uh, uh, they were back then. It was, you know, not only weekly. You played like four or five times a week. We had different spots where our regulars at uh, the 360. Uh, there was um, the Reverb. There was uh, yeah. uh, in, in Kitchener here. There was uh, the Circus Room, of course. We had a monthly residency for sure at the Circus Room. It wasn't considered. It wasn't really a monthly residency. We were just literally playing every month there. <laughs> you know, you play, guys play, played Robinsons, I think, too. We played Robinsons a couple of times, and that was, I mean, that was like, that was at the very beginning days of it. I think we did a Halloween gig out of out of that that place. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys Did you guys play Sneaky D's? We sure did. What a great room! I love yeah. Sneaky D's. I, lo- I love Sneaky D's. My boys played there a lot. But, yeah, yeah I talked to, talk to them about that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we've been there. We were talking about it. We That's played awesome. with we played with uh, uh, either they were called Sid next to the time or Flip City, but we opened for them at Larry's Hideaway. In Toronto. Oh, Hideaway! 
So Flip City, <laughs> I think there was either was Sid Next or Flip City at the time, and that's with what's his name on guitar. Uh, yeah, I know Larry's Hideaway. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. That was that was that was a filthy place, man. Oh, I mean, I I even back then when you weren't even cognizant, you were yeah. cognizant. Like I don't don't sit there too well, yeah, long. Don't sit, don't, yeah. don't touch that. <laughs> don't touch that. It makes Phil look like a, like a, you knew about it, eh? What was that? Al, you knew about how bad it was. Well, we played there. Oh, we played there, there. And, and and I and I was usually just not aware of anything. But I just remembered that I still remember sitting on the chair, looking around, like I just don't sit here too long, don't touch anything. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like I had my base base case half open, sort of like you know how a trap gets in there, and I went to pick it up, and boom, there's cockroaches running around. Oh. With but uh, Sidnex was. Uh, Phil Exeniti was in Flip City, and Phil, you yeah. know, who went on to do the other stuff. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. he's from Mississauga, but the rest of the band was from Waterloo. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, are we talking about music and healing, music and technology, or music and education, Dave? What, what area you want to cover? Whichever you like, I'm good. Okay, so uh, so healing is good. Do you start playing out for people when you're nine years old? Yeah, uh, we we started. Well, my my dad was a was a, a stagehand guy too, right? So like we uh, there was a lot of indoors um, uh, uh, or doors that got open for me at a younger age to do so stuff like that. But um, yeah, like uh, uh, in high school, I I played with like a different uh, different kind of metal bands and uh, and of course writing my own stuff. Um, I had a uh, fairly serious uh, crew of people that we stuck with throughout, throughout those years. And yeah, a uh, lot, lot of gigs. Um, I went to England uh, when I was in my early, uh, stayed there for a lot of years and had a lot of fun, got the touring band and uh, went into Norway for a bit um, with it. And um, on the last tour with Quirk and then um, 96, it came back home Canada, and that's when I joined Mary Fivey, literally, like, maybe six, seven months in. Okay, so, uh, so your dad was a stagehand for, like, the local union? What's that? Was your dad a stagehand for the local union? It was a stagehand, what, was he, what did he work for? Who did he work for again? Was it, was it APM, it was called? APM? Is that one of the, one of the unions? I remember it was, it was for, for like, a, uh, he worked for, um, the name of the company. I can't remember the name of the company. That's what I mean. Well, there was the IATSE. They, like, IATSE would have been in Kitchener and Hamilton. Oh, okay. I don't know. They did, they were doing shows like, uh, uh, I remember, um, Lou and Boyd, Burton Cummings. Uh, I'll never forget that. It was at the, uh, Ontario Place, the, the stage that, that turn around, you know, and I remember being nine years old and dad, you know, uh, doing, doing cables. And then and this old man comes out. Well, I called him an old man at the time. I was nine. Right. This guy comes down is constantly bumming cigarettes off my mother. You know, I'm like, who's this furry guy. Right. And, and then he gets on the stage and you're these eyes. <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Oh, so that was early on. Uh, yeah. So everybody knows a forum. And Toronto was on the waterfront. 
and it was a unique stage because it turned. Yeah, rotated. it was really cool. It was, yeah. it was cool, yeah. yeah. Turn during the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you there, Alex? I saw it. Yeah, I saw. I I was there. I, I I didn't get the returning stage thing. I didn't get that part. But but yeah, I, I, it, it doesn't have to be for me. Um, I, of or any recordings of of doing the song "Made of Gold." Sorry, you're cutting out there, Al. What's that? Yeah. No, I was. Oh, I'm looking for any kind of recording. A made of gold, yeah. Made of gold was um, yeah. Was just on, so you know, your video or whatever is cut. Title track, title track of uh, of that album that, that we did in 2004. Yeah, yeah it, it it's it's one of my favorite songs that I've ever heard, and I I just oh, I've nice. never been able to hear it since I heard it. Yeah. Oh, it's anyway, sorry, it didn't mean to sidetrack. Yeah. That's all right. No, no, I, but um, I love recording that album. It's funny, you know, because when we came up, when uh. I was rehearsing with Mary. She had these three basic chords for this song. And um, I kept hearing that little triad over and over again. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Kept hearing it in my head, kept thinking, this could fit here like this. And it just, and it just it went off. Oh, so so you wrote that? I just had a little, little, she wrote yeah. that little oh, bit. Yeah. She, yeah, that thing that haunts me. That that thing's that, a haunting, oh, haunting intro. Yeah. Thank you. I just. I just oh, I, I love it. I just colored it. <laughs> All right. Well, I just I, I I remember once at the gig theater, the first time I met her, she was just doing an acoustic set, and it was that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it was yeah. like, what? What is that? It stopped yeah. me in my tracks. Like, yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry to sidetrack like That's that. Right. Okay. So. So when when you get these ideas, John, like in music, yeah. is does it come from like uh, a feeling, or does it come from a concept or an idea? It comes from a feeling, always a feeling for me. Uh, I I have uh, I've, I've seen Maynard talk about this, and this is the way I can describe it. I hear I hear syllables in my head constantly. Okay, I've been hearing syllables in my head since I was a small child. I know some people call it schizophrenia or whatever, but this I just call it just. It's just natural, natural sounds I hear constantly ringing in my ears, and I, uh, it's, it, I, I can hum to it constantly, and I have to hear these noises, the, these sounds that that they just they just become songs. It's like a, a very simple patterns, and uh, I love very beautiful chords, but it's always from a feeling for me. Okay, so from there, you know, sort of like the song that we're talking about here with. Um... Mary 5e yeah sort of came around and you put it together from there yeah yeah um alan can you ask more questions about sort of what we're you know about music and stuff you can think of some other ideas well yeah i so 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 john it's it's like you know i know you're an artist as well yeah. because i i think you were trying to do some stuff yourself and i know you even did that there was some period where you did that tribute to bowie or something there was something you did yeah. as a collective yeah we did that yeah i remember that that's right. Yeah, it was a with a collective, right? Yeah, different musicians. Yeah, yeah but I mean, but I mean, uh, yeah, there was a collective he did there back to a tribute to Bowie sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was, thought it was quite successful. Yeah, it was it was it was really it was a lot of fun doing that. It was four years of it. We um yeah we had uh, we had five members: Ken Brown, myself, Robert Reed, uh, 
We had uh, originally Brendan Hamilton on drums and Cameron Colley joined us and Peter Turpin on bass. Um, we we did uh, the first night we ran that at Rhapsody was a year plus a day to the date after he had passed. So those feelings were still very, very fresh with people. And so uh, the way Ken Brown would do this, he, he was the one that kind of crafted the plan of doing this. Uh, in a very Ken Brown way, he would take these songs and kind of just, just kind of twist them slightly, right? Whether it's key changes, but mostly these ideas came from live versions that we saw or his Ken's own interpretation of it. And so we would do this and uh, it just it just sounded really cool what we're doing. But it almost became, because we're replacing the, the keyboards with three screaming guitars, it uh, it made it sound kind of like Black Sabbath doing Bowie. That's what it did. It was a very deep, deep kind of fun, fun thing. What what uh, John? What what is it about J John? Or what is David Bowie's music that touches you? It's funny because like I'm, I am a big fan fan of his. It's uh, I have um, I mean about his music is that uh, I like the fact that it's almost secretive. Like, what is he actually saying? I love his, his, his words are five years spoken ahead. Right. You know, I love that. That's what I loved about, about him. But there's other bands that um, are far more heavily, I think, is in my influence. But they're all sort of influenced by him. So that kind of speaks for itself, I guess. But um, someone like, uh, people like Bowie um, uh, was a huge uh, Suede fan. Uh, back in the day, and even I would I would go as far as to say even, uh, especially like um, Metallica, Meshuga, and all the metal bands. Uh, I'm not very genre based in my brain. I uh, I I write just because of a, the sake of a good song, the way it sounds. But a large amount of time, it comes out very very dark and moody and beautiful. That's what I like. <laughs> did you did you say suede? Yes. Uh, Chuck, my 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 longtime friend, guitarist in our band, he took me to see them at Massey Hall. I just saw them uh, oh, less than a year ago. I I've got a funny story about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's trash. Trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, any, anyways, that was a fantastic show. I mean, yeah, I I never so really knew Suede. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just saw them at Massey Hall. It was it was great. I, oh, he I, really loves he really loves that band. Yeah. I love them too. And like that's the thing they were. For me, like um, uh, when I came back home to Canada, I didn't even know anyone knew who they were here, right? Like I, I was in shock that find that, you know, they did make an impact over here back then. Um, and uh, ever since like 92 and 93, I was sort of obsessed over what, where were they going next with music? Well, what is the next album going to be like? And I've always watched that, kind of like what I'm watching with the current band Ghost. Uh, same thing. Where are they going next? That excites me more than what actually is out with them right now. Like, what's happening next? And I always kind of think like that. And that's kind of the Bowie thing, you know. Uh, what's coming next? What's he bringing out next? What's it going to sound like? It's always something that's exciting. You're waiting for it, you know. Because you know it's going to be something fresh and new, something different every time. Well, he's, like, the first thing he did was, like, Earth Commander Tom, whatever it was. It was, like, yeah. A I look in the future of space travel or something. Exactly. And, and yeah. it's odd that an artist would do that or make it popular. 
<laughs> that was yeah, like, absolutely. Even that's that was back weird back then, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um I see uh I, on Facebook I constantly see you writing and like new songs and going and do yeah. videos and stuff. Yeah. Is there something like is there some kind of dark hole that you might fall back into if you don't keep writing? Yeah, I know. I said I can't stop writing. Uh, it's like I uh there when it when it comes to uh what, what I do, I, I mean, I, I, I can't help it. I, I'm constantly writing, but also uh, there is a, a theme to what I'm doing right now. And there is uh, sort of an, an album that's happening um, out of this. And um, this, uh, I've had this plan in place for three or four years now. Um, I have 38 songs uh, to fully get mastered. That's a, that's a lot of tracks to get mastered, but also um, the, the 12 I've picked to be the forefront of this are uh, uh, the album's called Thornbird Diaries, and it has sort of like, uh, it's sort of a change of life uh, album, means that uh, this one's done, uh, my new life begins. I, as I said before, I just turned 50 this year, you know, so this is sort of like... Uh, uh, the next life is is um, I'm kind of morphing into, and this is sort of what this album's about. A lot of changes going on. Wow. So okay. So music sort of is a way of. I'm, I'm just guessing it's a way of pushing forward, and you can look at different eras of your music and yeah, and, and go, oh, that's the path that I was learning about. Now I've been through that. That's I've right. Done that. Yeah. I'm, I'm Tran- like transitioning. Transitioning. Right, yeah. Exactly. What it sounds like is John's life is that way. There's he looks back and goes, "Oh, I was in this era of music and in that yep. project, and I went through it, and I got on the shelf. I know it's there, but I, I'm moving on to the next one." That's right. That's right. All right. So that's what's going on with it. Um, did Mary play? I don't know. I was. I was. I'm almost certain that Mary played. Uh, played a uh, key to ballot. Yes. Play there. Yes. I, I I didn't do that gig. That was she did it on her own. That was like a. It was this. Um, I can't remember what that was for. Um, uh, it was, uh, I, I remember her playing that. I remember her playing that. But yeah, I, I, yeah. We I played mean, the key to ballad too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. We played with the Kings up there, and oh, uh, that nice. was that, that's a nice venue. That's a nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was raising babies at that time, oh, so yeah. I, I couldn't play that one. But um, Mary, Mary did. Uh, we, we were some they had Mary on the Hollywood North tour, so all those those eighties um pop metal bands, um, when they were doing like uh uh certain members of their of their groups were uh trying to make extra money coming up to Ontario, playing some small town and just make a lot of money playing some small bar in the middle of nowhere. Uh Gilby Clark, one night we played with him from Guns N' Roses, we played with him at in Hanover, in Hangover, Ontario, and it was an incredible night. It was fun, and John Karabi and Motley Crue at um, Chainsaw and Waterloo. That one, um, but the one I remember with Mary the most is Alan at the Chrysalids with um, uh, Blue Coop, and Mary. Mary was on the stage and she had the Reaper staff and she hit the drum cymbal at, at the very end of the song and 
uh, I guess poor Robert or Albert Bouchard got, I guess, nicked in the eyeball with the end of the staff because it broke off and hit him in the eye. <laughs> wow. Holy yeah. wow. Oh, I got that on video. I'll never forget that. <laughs> so bands were playing playing the circuit in Ontario that were looking for money. So they were from the States or were they uh, was Gilby Clark from Canada? I don't know. No, no, no. Gilby Clark's an LA guy. Huh. They they drove up here in their in their van. Like this would have been what the eighties? No, no. This was when here we do that two thousand. It may have been to twenty thirteen. So sort of, oh. sort of like a sort of like a work tour, sort of like a work tour thing. Yeah, but but not work tour. That's all. Work tour was fine. Mary, get on the work tour at all? Uh, no, but um. We went, uh, we went, uh, our first year that we went, uh, to, uh, do, do the warp tour. Um, some happened that, that Mary wasn't able to, to do it. I can't remember why, why that was now, but, um, uh, that was how we got the Biff Naked hookup in order to do a lot of shows with her. I remember working with the Groove Daddies and we were doing a bunch oh, of, oh, the Groove Daddies with, um, there's a bunch of dates. I didn't get to do all of them, but they they're opening for Biff Naked, or she was doing the opposite. She was opening for them. That's awesome. Uh, this is early on. This is early '90s, right? That's where oh, wow, that yeah. punk era came through. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of. Um. I'm thinking of something else here. What was the other thing I'm thinking about? Oh, we did the load, load and load out for Blackberry Black Smoke. Smoke. Wow, they, they what a lot of stuff those guys brought. Hey, you see those those guitar cabs? <laughs> That's just, Holy they, uh, smokes! How many were them? There were four. There were four guitar cabs. They had such. <laughs> they had so many different guitars. It was like a guitar show. There was like there was twenty. There was there was twenty in each. Twenty, I think, in in each cab. Each case <laughs> had. It was like yeah. a guitar, southern rock guitar. Uh, oh. E-tuning thing, right? <laughs> it was unreal how much guitar there were. It was, were. It um, was yeah. All right, so I, we're, we're at our time limit here almost. So is there anything uh, you want to close up with, John, anything you want to talk about or anything that's significant before we leave here? Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, my my, uh, my main goal this year is to uh, is to release a record uh, uh, complete with uh, more, more videos and... Uh, uh, Possibly working with Studio Thirty One again and uh, doing more videos, as well as um, uh, there there will be a bunch of different um, promo stuff coming with that. I've got um, uh, a lot of different people involved in this, so um, uh, probably possibly at the end of the end of the summer doing something downtown on a main stage uh, might be in the works with uh, six of us in Holy Asylum. I'm not playing guitar in any of this. I've uh, given the reins to someone else, and I'm just singing lead vocals. That's what I do best. <laughs> okay, so we should be looking for Holy Asylum then. They have yes, a new my project. Friend. Yes, my friend. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Alan. Anything else? Anything else to finish up here? Can't hear him. Yeah, can't hear you, Al. Do you still wear, do you still have Converse? Of course. Okay, all right. That, that's my only question. Right on. <laughs> What's Converse? 
What's that mean? My shoes. My shoes? Shoes. Shoes. Converse. My oh, sorry, shoes. I didn't know. I mean, it was like, yeah, yeah. I used to love Converse. I don't. I don't have a pair anymore. But sure. I gotta get. Is that, a like, is that like a punk statement, or is it like Kodiak? Well, it, they're they're you know the Converse shoes. They're they're all colors. There's even the guy that sells them. They have them go all the way up to your knees. Exactly. That's, oh, I know yeah. who that. That's, that's yeah. The van, that's van shoes. Well, they're con, they're Converse. Hey, I, Chuck, I, Chuck. I, I'm more of a Cons guy than I'm a Vans guy. I I, I remember yeah. I had a pair of Vans back in the early '90s. And it no, was Converse. Like, Converse. 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 Yeah. Converse. All Star. I used to wear Converse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that those ones. They yeah, like that's why. I love them. You're not oh, quite yeah. punk, but you're not quite the other thing. That's probably what it is. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> all right, all right. Hello, everybody's pointed. Hello. All right, Hello. I'll, see, I'll see you guys. Thank you guys. Thank yeah, you we'll see you guys. Thank you very much, guys. All right, see you. Bye. See <laughs> you. Yeah, bye. Sorry. So, for one one thing, we we learned that John is John is not Scottish. So this is yeah we uh. We uh, finished off with him working on his, I guess he says he's going to be uh, his uh, holy... Latest holy, album. Latest uh, album. Asylum. So, it was interesting to hear John talk about how different phases of his life were different music, different projects where he was able to go through them and then and then go, okay, it's done. I'm done that in my life. I'm going to go on to the next thing. So transitions. John, yeah, transitions. Yeah. But in John's life, Music has always been part of the transition. So that's how I get it anyway. Yeah. And, he's um, got 38, 38 songs or something for this album. Uh, that's going to be a lot of mastering. And uh, we did a load out a year ago. We talked about Blackberry Smoke. They're, uh, they're coming through again, but not the Kitchener. It's like a southern, southern, southern cross rock guitar laden kind of organ kind of band, right? But, uh, yeah, Le Leonard Le Leonard Skinner meets the Eagles. Yeah, but much more. There's a lot more southern. They're, they're down where the you know, much more southern. I said Leonard Skinner. Yeah, yeah I said Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're guitar guitar rock band. Yeah. 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 All right. So, anyways, uh, that's it for here. We're on to the next one. Thank you. Keep your keep your converse on. Or is that it? Oh yeah, we talked about Converse. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's such an important. Keep your con thing. keep keep your Converse tied up. Right. So not Vans, but Converse. Yeah. yeah. All right, now I'm gonna cut it there. See ya next on the next one. See ya.